Welcome back, listeners. And for those of you who are new, I'm Robin Black with Soul Healer 1777. I come here to provide intuitive insight and support from a spiritual and psychological view. In today's episode, um, what about the in-between and what about humanity? And the way that I see that, the reason why I say that is because with dealing with work environments, I like to look at how can we change the morale of these companies, especially when we kind of focus more towards the mental health, because mental health seems to definitely be, you know, kind of like an increasing issue that's going on right now. And what I suggest is kind of more evaluations, kind of put yourself in other people's shoes, especially like our nurses, our doctors, police officers, EMTs, firefighters, lawyers, even, you know, their caseloads have to be huge. But so when I think about that, I think about whether we create these evaluations to give them, you know, to kind of put these out monthly or even to put them out semi uh, semi-quarterly, they need to be done regardless. Because if they're not being done, you have to think about the state of mind that people are in, right? So when I look at a police officer, my brother, he, he was a police officer years ago. And I remember when I passed him on the street, I, he was patting down a suspect, but he kept looking up. He looked up about a hundred times and I finally called him later on that night and I said, Derek, hey, I passed you on this on the street when you were patting down this this suspect. Why did you keep looking up like that? Why did you keep looking all the way around you? And he said, because you have to. He said, as a police officer, you have to not only, you know, look out for yourself. You have to look out for the suspect. You have to look out for the bystanders. You have to also look out because now they're recording your every move. So it's like, you have to worry about their safety, your safety, the suspect's safety, your partner's safety. Like he was just going on and on and on about how dangerous it can be and how you have to be on this high alert all the time. And when, even after dealing with, you know, stressful days and everything that they deal with, you have to go into the department and then they come in and they're like, uh, you got on the wrong color shirt or even down to the stitching even, you know, it's like out of everything that they deal with on a daily basis and how stressed out they are and how high stress that is putting your life on the line every single day. And then by, at the end of the day, when I'm about to get off my shift, you come to me about my undershirt is the wrong color. Are you serious right now? You know what I mean? Cause from my understanding, I'm just assuming is that, I'm pretty sure that the only time that they conduct psyche valves is in the in I'm uh, sorry during the hiring process or if something major happens, something you know severely tragic or traumatic happens at work, then that's when they conduct a psyche valve. But what about the in between? And that's why I say same with EMTs, the things that they see, the firefighters. Lawyers, especially a criminal defense attorney, you know what I mean? They have to defend, you know, someone that they know is guilty inside of court, outside of court. They have to interview witnesses. They got to check the jurors, make sure there's no bias. Like it's, it's constantly 
It's a mental strain. It's a mental battle. And yes, I completely understand. I understand that there's EAP you can offer. There's therapists, there's, there's counselors, but how often are we literally just realizing when we're in the middle of a storm that we're in the middle of this constant battle, we internalize a lot. We always just walk around living in our heads. We're all guilty of it. Can you imagine if even, for instance, if you take the older generation and they're two days away from retirement and then that company takes that away from them and they have to go home and tell their spouse, hey, I was two days away from my retirement, but now they took it away, uh, took it away from me. And now the older generation, you know, they're they're going to work trying to be like, man, I'm 65 years old and I might have to get a second doggone job. Like they don't want to deal with that, that mental battle. People internalize. They're not going to think, oh man, I need to go ahead and call EAP and get me a session. They're not going to think like that. That's why I say we should go ahead and start these, you know, companies should start these, uh, these employee evaluations. Not only would it increase job security for life coaches, therapists, or counselors, or even psychologists, of course, it's, it would eliminate high turnover rates. You would be increasing the morale and it would decrease FMLA abuse. And then you could also offer like a wider variety of schedules. You know what I mean? You kind of, you got to give a little and take a little, you have to meet people halfway. And that's what it's about. I remember when I was going through something, I was uh, like, literally my house, I exaggerate a little bit, but like my roof in my mind, I was just like the whole entire roof fell off, but it was really just like the gutter in the back fell off, but the entire back gutter fell off. Like it was huge. It was heavy and it just completely fell off, which my roof is now just open from the back. So I had like two families of raccoons come in there. So it was probably at least about maybe 15 to 17 raccoons living in my attic. Okay. And then I had three mice in my house because I have this forest that's in my backyard. And, and I'm definitely like, my house is very clean. Like it's, it's nothing like that. It's just, I've been here for two or three years. I never had to deal with this issue. So I'm over here just like dying a thousand deaths, right? I'm just, I feel like I'm living in wild kingdom. (laughs) It's like this, this is a lot. This, This is absolutely a lot. But when I was speaking to my cousin, Danielle, she was just like, wow, it's like you're living in a Disney movie. You, you're you're being, you know, visited by all of these animals. And then I was talking to my mother about it. And my mother just finally said, wow, you're going through a lot. You should let me take you out to lunch. And I got off the phone with her because when she said that, it moved me to tears And the reason why it moved me to tears, it wasn't a negative thing. It was one, I now know that I'm in the middle of a storm and I didn't realize it. But two is my mind was so fixated on God is that I didn't even realize it. So it made me extremely emotional because I'm like this. I had no idea I was in the midst of a storm. I was just dealing with it. You know what I mean? Because 
I was literally from the company that I was at previously, well, not previously, uh, the company I was with for six years, I became so immune to going unnoticed or I really wasn't even going unnoticed. It was, they refused to see me. Right. But I was so used to going through a constant battle that I was completely blinded. You know, I didn't even know. But God also put me in that tunnel vision where it was like my peripheral vision was cut off. I couldn't see it. I could only see him. And that's what I was focused on. And that's where I feel like these companies need to have their employees. It's like you have to constantly send out these evaluations to make sure you know where their mindset is. Because if these, when people are walking around in these mindsets and they're just kind of living in their head and they're not really paying attention, that, that's what causes distractions. And that's what's going to cause them to mess up on the job. Especially some of these jobs are extremely dangerous. Just like think about the mindset of the nurses and the doctors and this COVID and Lord knows they every, they're getting ridiculed about the doggone vaccine. It's like, they, when do they get a break? What is their mental health like? Everyone lives in false perception. It's, or it seems like everyone's living in this false perception of oneself just to get likes or subscribers or whatever the case may be. It seems everyone starts living for the acceptance of others. And when you live for the acceptance of others, if you don't, if you're not being accepted or you don't feel that you're being accepted, that's going to cause people to either kill themselves or try to kill others, which by the significant increase in crime, we're already headed in that direction, direction as it is. We as a nation need to start promoting positivity and stop amplifying others' shortcomings. What is so wrong with wanting to try? So what if, if it sounds tedious? So what if it sounds like you actually have to do your job and be held accountable? So what if it's a long process? Healing is a process, but healing is what's going to create that alignment the world needs alignment. I don't know. Maybe some companies will at least push for mental health days. I don't know. Every little bit counts. But we would flourish more as a unity versus being segregated or individualized. There is this constant battle because everything is two-sided, whether it be racism with black and white, religion with Christianity versus spirituality or Christianity and versus being an atheist or politics with Democrat versus Republican. It never ends. Even with negativity and positivity, yet most lean towards negativity. They lean towards the negative thoughts. The negativity is limitless. It puts people in false competition constantly, which is driving people to live in fear. The fear of not being accepted, which then that leads to being depressed because the depression comes from your trying to be someone that you're not. So it's like fear is the new normal. We're supposed to be one nation, yet we're the most divided nation in the world. It makes no sense whatsoever. When we all start, when are, like, when are we all going to start 
moving like one nation under God. It all starts with humanity. There's nothing wrong with trying to create change, but the enemy needs to stop trying to still kill and destroy. I understand that the enemy is never going to stop that, of course, but it's like they need to stop trying to take credit for what others are trying to implement. When we create these ideas, these business proposals, and we're trying to implement it, it's far from easy trying to implement these changes. But the enemy, they'll dismiss it and yet try to take credit for it as if it was their idea. But understand what you have stolen, you will never be able to deliver or orchestrate like the one who actually created it. Those enemies know exactly who they are. And things like this, like this idea that I have even, these are divinely guided. So keep in mind the very person that you're trying to kill, steal, and destroy, you know, with your little spell work or whatever it is that you may be trying to do. Just remember that that person is the person that God sent you as a gift. So good luck. Cause I know me, I definitely wouldn't want to be on the opposite end of that. Um, God always wins and mm, it's probably not, <laughs> it's probably not going to be too great because it's only a matter of time. All those things that you try to do to, to kill, steal and destroy, it's going to come back. It's going to have that boomerang effect and it's going to hit you back times 10 and it's not going to feel great. And there's nothing wrong with trying people make it seem like just trying new ideas and putting them out there. They make it seem like it's frowned upon. Why does it have to be frowned upon? Because I'm trying, you know, they'll say, Oh, you're doing too much or why you always got to try to be an overachiever. It's like, why do you have to look at it like that? (laughs) That's not how we should look at it. These, what I'm trying to do, even myself It's like, this is from God. These steps are from God. This is what I was called here to do. So for those of you who are, feel like you're being bothered or you're dealing with issues at work or school, especially if you're dealing with bullies, it doesn't matter what age you are. You're always going to have to deal with bullies. Remember you're God's child. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And everything that you are facing and that is happening to you, you know what I mean? It's actually happening for you. Don't look at it as, oh, this is is happening to me. Why is this happening to me? It's happening for you. And you have to let God handle the rest. Who cares what the enemy thinks? Who cares uh, for those who try to make fun of you? At least you're out here trying to make something of yourself. It takes courage to be blessed. It takes courage to come out here and do God's work. But he gives us that tunnel vision to focus on him and him only. The enemy can kick rocks. Who cares? Just keep doing what you're doing. Even though the enemy wants to keep you hidden, they just, like I said before, they just refuse to see you because you already know, because they already know what's inside of you. I still remember when I told both of my parents that I quit my job. Um, And it wasn't like a... I just quit my job just because I didn't feel like working anymore. Like, I just forget these bills, forget the kids. I just, I don't feel like working anymore. It wasn't like that. But I remember my father, 
just said, dang, you quit already. <laughs> and my mother, my mother was just, what did my mother, my mother said, um, oh, so you just woke up this morning and just knew you were going to quit. But it was like their laughter. It was, it, it definitely wasn't a bad, it wasn't like a bad laughter at all. You know, my parents would never make fun of me, but it felt good because it was a knowing they just knew that I was going to be okay either way. You know what I mean? They didn't have to, you know, worry about me and be like, well, what are you going to do about this? What are you going to do about that? They didn't have to do that. They just said, okay. Even my brother, when I told my brother that I quit, they didn't ask any questions. They just started sending me job jobs. You know, they were like, hey, apply for this, apply for that. You know, they were just doing everything that they could to help me. And that was literally the greatest feeling of all. And those are the moments that we have to hold on to because God tells us to, you know, it starts with the heart. It remains with the heart and it ends with the heart. That's why it's all about unconditional love. Right. But I couldn't tell them also that <laughs> I'm in, I was in my conditioning season season. I was in my preparation season. God tells us to move in silence and we have to obey what he says, right? Because many are called, but only a few are chosen. I'm blessed to be one of those chosen ones. And it takes a lot of work to go through a spiritual awakening. It's not easy at all, at all. But mental health is huge out here. No matter what adversities we face, whether it be with family, at the workplace or at school, just hold on to those little moments and just remember to have that unconditional love. So let's try to keep positivity in the forefront and continue to remain in that high vibrational energy. Let your voices be heard. We wanna to move towards verbalizing and not internalizing. All right, again, I'm Robin Black. Be sure to go over to my website, book your one-on-one -on -one session with me at www.soulhealer1777.net or call 463-269-5142. Stay blessed.